0: Amy Ford is the founder of Hello Sunday, a multifunctional sun care brand advocating that every day is a Sunday. Tune into our conversation today as we discuss Amy's mission to shift the perception of SPF, the challenges of creating a seasonal brand and her vision for the future of skincare. Hi everyone and welcome to Founder Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs about some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories that path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable and Main has been an incredible journey so far, and I have decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition them using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other It can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's like to welcome our guest for today, Amy Ford. She is the founder of Hello Sunday, a brand bridging the gap between sun care and skin care. After spending years in Australia where sun protection is more commonly acknowledged, Amy realized that there'd be much more to SPF products to truly cement their place as a key part of everybody's beauty routines. She was dissatisfied with the thick, sticky, and white cast formulas that we traditionally associate with SPFs, so she decided to launch Hello Sunday with products that were feather-light, sheer, and offered a multifaceted protection. On a mission to rebrand skincare as a skincare essential, Hello Sunday not only offers protection against UVA and UVB rays, but also from blue light and pollution all while remaining sweat resistant. And I love that the brand is also vegan and marine friendly, which is so important when considering skincare products today. It's such a pleasure to have her join us and share more on this rise of an underrated but super important category. So Amy, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Thank you so much for for having me. Really excited to be here.
0: So Amy, I asked uh, all my guests the same question. I'm going to ask you, who in a nutshell is Amy?
1: So who who is Amy? I'm... I guess quite a a spontaneous uh, individual. I love to live life to the fullest. I've lived in many different countries before. I love adventure, I love travel, and I'm very, very passionate about the beauty industry. Um, always been very um, entrepreneurial as well and I'm really happy to be here today and talking to you um, about the journey.
0: Amazing I'm so excited I feel like we're the same person like I everything you said is exactly me to the T adventure traveler business (laughs) it's like the perfect max match
1: (laughs) yeah exactly. In that order as well. In
0: that order, exactly. So my first question sort of starts always at the beginning. I think it's really important to paint the picture. Um, So I would love to know sort of about your upbringing. Uh, I'm I'm guessing were you born and raised in England? Um, And uh, is that true?
1: Yes. Yeah. So I'm from a small village called Encham, which is just outside of Oxford. So I always always lived there. And when I, I graduated from university, And unlike all of my other friends that were all moving to London, it just, for some reason, didn't appeal to me. And I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do at that point, but I knew I loved sales. I loved that environment, that rush that you got. Um, And I was originally working in sales, but in the IT industry, which wasn't something I was completely passionate about. But I got an opportunity to move to Australia uh, with that company. So I went to move to Australia um, when I was twenty, twenty-two, 22, and I lived there for eight years. So I'm actually now an English and an Australian uh, citizen. So I can say I'm a, a little bit of both.
0: So, so I, I read your CV uh, from your LinkedIn, if I may, and it was incredible the amount of different experiences <laughs> you've had. And I, I want you to maybe summarize for us kind of some of the key moments you had, especially at L'Oreal.
1: Yeah, I mean, so when I went to Australia, and I had originally a visa for IT security sales, and I realized very quickly IT security sales was not my passion. And I remember just sending my CV constantly to L'Oreal, asking for a job because it had always been my dream company that I was desperate to work for. And luckily for me, one day they 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 finally interviewed me. So I started my beauty journey at L'Oreal, and. For me, especially when you're kind of starting in your career career, to learn from some of, you know, one of the industry's best, it was an amazing experience. And that's where I really learned that I love beauty, particularly skincare and cosmetics. Um, But I've done like a couple of different things because as much as it was great to have that exposure to, you know, some of the world's biggest, most sought after brands, I knew that I had this like entrepreneurial bug. And in a larger company, sometimes it can be very difficult to, to be as entrepreneurial as, as you want to be. There can be a lot of red tape. So I then moved to a more medium-sized, Australian-owned, Australian brands uh, company. And that's when I really realized my love as well for so product development and being that person that has that insight, the idea, and gets to see it through all the way to the to the finished product. So... For me that's where I really started more of my my entrepreneurial journey.
0: So when did the seed for Hello Sunday start? like was there a moment where you were frustrated with the, the current you know op- op- options of SPF in the market? Um,
1: it was living in Australia where obviously the, there's a lot more awareness there that you should be using SPF all year round but the category there still wasn't that many options apart from very very traditional brands. And I did quite a lot of travel around Asia, and it was there where I saw a lot more of environmental protection and the formulas there being a lot more advanced in terms of working well, for makeup being very light, including protection from the environment as well, like pollution and blue light. And it was when I decided to move back from Australia to the UK, all my friends thought I was a crazy person, that I was using SPF 50 in the height of winter. And I just thought, oh my god, like this is one of those things that people are going to look back on. I think in the future and say, oh my god, I can't believe I was that silly and thought I only needed SPS in the summertime. I we were talking about it before in the team how like maybe in the 50s when people thought, oh, they didn't know smoking was that bad bad for you, and you look at that now and you think, oh my god, <laughs> that education wasn't there. And so I just saw such a good opportunity to how do we how do you bring something that people really need it's not just beauty it's protection you're you're really like saving lives you know what i mean how do you bring that into products and make them a little bit more exciting bring everything that i've seen and i've learned from these big beauty powerhouses and put it into a category that really needs innovation and really needs new brands and people to talk about it and reinforce that importance that that you should be using spf all year round not just on a summer holiday.
0: I love that. And even, I love it in your logo, right? That you have the cloud with the the thunderstorm with the sun. It shows all the fact that like, no matter what you perceive to be a sun being only associated with sun scare and, and SPF, it's actually these UV rays it can, doesn't matter. Uh, it still will reach you. Uh, and I think that's where there's a whole education needed. And, and I want to, in, in later in the episode, I want to make sure we can talk a little bit about SPF and UVA, UVB, so you can educate a lot of our listeners on the realities of um, what really is, all it, you know, what does SPF encompass? But before we do that, I want to know the name behind Hello Sunday. How did you come up with that ingenious name? Uh,
1: it was really about so we trying to say, like, do a play on the word sunday and our kind of tagline as well is every day is a sunday so it's more hello sunday is it's every day is a sunday so kind of simple says it in the in the name really
0: it's beautiful and um so what was that moment where you obviously had the why you had then the the rough name etc but what was the how like how did you end up starting this in 2021, or well, I think the idea must have come a year before, but yeah.
1: So it was it was something I always was thinking of, but when, especially when you've worked at a big company, you can have ideas, but you don't know how to do the, the doing. If you have an idea, where do I start? Like, ha, how do I go about this? You need to learn. You need to learn this from from somebody. And actually, I moved back to England, and it was more for personal reasons. I missed my family a lot. And I'd, I'd already got a job and it was kind of a similar thing of what I'd been doing, working in sales for a skincare company. It was very safe. And by chance, I um, I met two entrepreneurs that are very active in the beauty space. And we were having a very casual conversation. And one of them said, oh, if you were to set up a brand, what would it be? And I just suddenly started describing, oh, it would be an STF. It would be an all-year-round protection brand it would have lots of different formats and textures that would work for makeup and they liked the idea a lot and asked for me to come back and formally present and I remember speaking to my friends I was like I I don't know if these guys are for real like I I don't know them at all but they could just take my idea and and run with it but I there was something there and I was like "I'm I'm gonna do it so I put together like a full proposal of what I would do I'm not I'm not a creative so I didn't have a you know the the design or the name yet but more of the what the range would be what it would look like where it would sit in the market and they they said that they wanted to to work with me on on the idea so I was meant to start this other job the next day and I was I felt so terrible but I was like okay this this is like one of those kind of moments in life where you can take the the safe option where you can take a chance. And I'm at a stage in my life where I can afford to take a chance. I don't have kids or people relying on me. So I, I just, you know, went for it and never looked back. And I couldn't have done anything I did without these, these two guys that they supported me. They, they saw something in me, even though I didn't have all, maybe the experience of, of doing this before. And with, with all of their, their support, we managed to launch Hello Sunday and during a COVID as well. So it it wasn't the easiest journey, but <laughs> we
0: managed Oh, it. I can imagine. I, I, and I think that's the, that's the most important is you, you really understood your why from the beginning, right? The rest sort of all trickles into yeah. place. A lot of people ask me, like, how did you get into this retailer and how did you, you know, um, grow so quick? And it's sort of like the brand itself does it. Well, you know, we're just the conduits. We're the, we're the drivers, yeah. but you need the vehicle. And, and that I think that is the most important thing is is making sure you spend a lot of time before you launch and understanding is there a need for this what is a differentiator how are you going to deliver excellence to your stakeholders meaning you know your retailers your consumers your uh, your team yeah. and then i think the rest happens so i think that's I and mean, i think that's why everyone you know they, they believed in you the two guys and everything is because you had that very clear vision from day one yeah um
1: and as someone that's been traditionally a salesperson for me i have to be passionate about what i'm selling a lot of people don't don't mind it's like a, a code to them on a spreadsheet but if I have passion and conviction that's I think contributes to the success of why do other people then then see that in the brand you can be very convincing if you really really believe in in what you're selling right?
0: absolutely that's the most important so, so in terms of you started with what was the first product or products that you launched with
1: Uh, So we had a lineup of seven products at the beginning and it was a range of products to include some more staples like a a daily moisturizer, body lotion. But our hero product um, was a sun care serum and sun care serums are still relatively new in in our market. We were one of the first brands to launch one and that was our our best seller. We had quite a few influencers in the UK um, pick up the product from Cult Beauty and we were so surprised by you know first off that these people with huge followings were buying our our products and then posting about them not asking for anything from us and we just saw within a day the product sell out on cult beauty and we were like oh my god <laughs> this is great but oh my god we need more stock um so what we what really worked for us were products that were very Different that people weren't expecting or seeing in other brands. Another one was a we have is a invisible primer, so it works as a basically your makeup, has SPF 50 protection, and it's like completely invisible. So it's a very good product for all all skin types as well.
0: Uh, and did you you said you launched that cult beauty? Was that your first retailer, as well as obviously your DTC?
1: Yes, that was our our first retailer. We had a exclusive. Uh, launch with with cult beauty
0: okay so for anyone starting to launch a product i think we all know today like d2c is a a huge engine and very important because you own the relationship with your consumers but retail is is really important Uh, i would love to know sort of like how did you get around that first introduction to cult and for anyone listening that's starting their brand where how what's some of the best tips in terms of getting your first retail account
1: so i think it's always been very persistent like it's not enough just to send um an email and I, I remember for example with we're also in a uh, space in K in the UK and I didn't hear back from on, from email and, and sometimes the first barrier is do you have the right contact because people move around they they're not on that category so you know may, maybe they're not going to forward your email on mm. I always go on to LinkedIn and try and find the person there contact them there and then for example I remember with Space and K, we haven't heard anything for a while. And then there was a, an, an article and it was about what buyers are looking for. And the buyer at the time of Space and K had took part in this article and was talking about the success of launching new brands in SPF and that this has huge demand. So I then went back to her and said, saw your article, loved it, and thought that maybe Hello Sunday could also help you. So I think my main advice is never like, you know give up there comes a point obviously where someone might say look for these reasons we don't see a fit but if you really believe there's a fit keep going and keep trying mm. and you know you never know right
0: that's really great advice and i think i think that's uh you know persistence and then also we all know internally now having brands um the buyers change so quickly so sometimes that might be a situation where they're about to leave and you don't even realize so then if you try in six months time you might actually have, or well, three months time, you might have an out of office and you realize, oh, they never actually were reading it or reviewing it. So I think yeah. it's important to, to be persistent and also try different avenues, right? Like whether it's just yeah. an email or you mess. Like we got into Sephora initially through a LinkedIn message uh, to one of the yeah. patients. So, you know, it's, That's um, great. It, it, you never know where you can find it. And there's always ways. Um, And, and if you meet some founders, you know, um, especially if you go to any conferences or trade shows and you meet them, you know, a lot of founders are willing to help, uh, I think that's something that they knew that they had at the beginning of their journey, so you'll be surprised, maybe go to a founder and be like, "Do you have a buyer that you can connect me to Yeah you know they might they might they might help you know I think it's worth doing that as well yeah, um so then you launched an array of amazing products to complement the whole Ritual of SPF as well. So, would you let us know like a bit about some of the products and your favorite ones to this date?
1: Yeah. So, what was important for us, and it's it's always a fine balance because as a small brand, I mean, you want to do everything, but from a cost perspective as well, you physically can't. So, it's thinking what is what product is going to really meet the demands of consumers. And I think skincare is complicated as well because what works for me doesn't work for you. For for example, so. We, we noticed very early on that some of our products, for example, our Hero Moisturizer was perfect if you had more dry, sensitive or balanced skin, but if it was oily, it maybe wouldn't have been the best fit for you. So for us, it was really important to expand the range to cater for, you can't cater for every single concern in the world. So there's a lot, but the, key, the top concerns that we see from consumers. So we then expanded the range to have Uh, products designed for acne-prone skin, um, matte finishes, if people prefer matte versus a a glowing finish. And then we also expanded to have more targeted products as well for specific concerns, such as dark spots and pigmentation. So we expanded our range of serums to include more products that were more of a a treatment. So everything encompasses uh, UV protection but then we think how can we add add something more to that and behind all our products it's that they're multifunctional. these are that you don't need an extra SP, extra moisturizer you just need this every the one that is my favorite is the everyday one it it does what it says it's an everyday moisturizer you have your complete uv protection environmental protection it also has hyaluronic acid, vitamin C, so you're getting all of those the, the hydration that you would get from a typical moisturizer. And I think in in this this time and this day, obviously costs are going up, inflation is very high. Consumers want products that are all singing and all dancing, and will target multiple concerns. So for us, it's really important that we can we can address uh, these issues. And for us, it's making SPF affordable as well because I think the challenge in the past is there's a lot of these great innovations in the category but they come at a much higher price point and that you know that some consumers can, can find that a challenge and with SPF it's all about application as well. When people have l- luxury products they try and use it really sparingly because they want it to last longer and that is the complete opposite of what you should be doing with with an SPF product.
0: Okay so let's let's go a bit deep into SPF. I think this is a great moment to a bit of SPF education, shall we say. Um so SPF I know stands for sun protection factor. Um can you let us know a little bit about the real what is the difference between, you know, SPF 15, 30, 50? I've even seen 100 plus, you know.
1: So what one of the the challenging things and I think as the the world I guess has got smaller, consumers get very confused with SPF because there's different regulations in every single country. The US FDA has completely different formulas that are allowed versus the, the EU and then also Australia. So I think it's a, it's a challenge for consumers to navigate. But in, in general, what's recommended globally is that for maximum protection for UVA and UVB, which is the burning rays and ageing, Uh, you should have a minimum of SPF 30. So in in the past, it was a lot more prevalent to have these factor eight, your, your oils so that you can kind of cook in the sun, factor 15. But you'll notice that more and more retailers are now phasing those out because the demand has gone down as people are becoming more aware that they do need a higher protection factor. The rise of self-tan as well means that people are looking for a more, I guess, well, not natural, but a healthier way to get that, that glow as well. So all of our products are a minimum of 30, but we tried for, for 50, which is like the the highest within the the EU, UK and US. In some countries, they have you know SPF 100, but it's a, yeah. Separate kind of regulations, so you, it, it can be a
0: bit of a mindset Yeah, I was thinking, and, and you know, UVA, UVB. So UVA is long wave, and then UVB is short wave. Is that um, the the point? Is is you will be exposed to both these waves, so it's important to have protection that includes both UVA and UVB within the formula. Is that correct? or
1: Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So and you can see on our packaging, we have because um, we our products are manufactured in Spain. Um, there's a the european logo on there with uva plus uvb so it's making sure you have protection from from both uh aging and and and, and
0: um, and burning okay that makes super sense and then then in terms of um the the sweat resistant stuff and waterproof that's also really important and you guys have obviously sweat resistant products because that often if it rains or you're in the beach or the ocean it can then come off a lot easier then you'd have to keep on reapplying it is that the reason why
1: yeah yep. we we still you still we still recommend that you should reapply and in direct sun exposure you should reapply every two hours but to have products for example that are sweat resistant it does help and works very well particularly in more I guess this isn't relevant to the UK but more humid and warmer i know it's very useful i mean well. who knows the
0: global warming and stuff the weather is shifting like no tomorrow so some you never know so be prepared no matter what but um i think it's important to really um I, I kind of always thought about this when i saw these vogue what's in your bag and i never saw anyone with spf in their bag and i'm like you know surely we should be reapplying it as often as possible it should be as commonly with you like a lip chapstick, you know chap yeah
1: it's interesting that you say that because we, we have like a more on-the-go range as well because it's really hard when brands as well say reapply every two hours and it's like, hey, I've just put a face full of makeup on. I'm not going to be <laughs> putting cream on. So we have products that are designed to use over makeup as well and for parts of the body that you don't think about. So one of our most popular products is a hand cream and you can always – the the mythical fact is you can always see it from someone's hands how old they are because they always forget to put sunscreen on their hands. You know, when you're driving, etc. your hands are always exposed. And I, I was having a conversation with my mum about it. And I was like, you need to use the Hello Sunday hand cream, mum. You've got dark spots everywhere. And she's like, those are freckles. I was like, mum, they're dark spots from sun damage, please. And she's like, oh, is that what they are? And it's like a really basic one, but then people are suddenly like, oh, an SPF hand cream, that makes sense. So it's how do we do really simple simple things, simple products that make it really easy to to bring into your routine?
0: Uh, to me. And then one thing I wanted to ask as well, because there are quite a few new SPF brands in the US, I would say mainly, coming into the market. And often they are landlocked in the US because they don't think global, right? So then they perhaps don't meet the EU regulation standards. So a lot of these brands perhaps the UK people wouldn't know, but the US word, And I've seen like missed formats of SPF. I've seen, you know, a lot of different types of, um, I don't know what the right word is, but like, yeah, like um, vehicle, uh, vehicles of SPF, like, you know, different
1: formats,
0: form- yeah. Uh, formats, formats. Um, wh- is there like a, a rule book of like uh, what is the best type of format for an SPF? I
1: think a lot with SPF is what works for you and the best. They say, you know, the best SPF is the one that you're going to use. Every God, I like that. The one thing you have to be careful of is with some of these formats like mists, and, and we do, we have a mist as well, is you're never going to get the recommended allowance by, you know, spritzing your face. And even for example, with the aerosols, which are very popular in the kind of um, traditional sun care brands. You're at the beach and you're spraying, and it's going, you know, 75% into the atmosphere, 25% on your body. So you have to be really careful with these sorts of products. So, in terms of, I think it's all about your communication. So, for a face mist, we, we can't guarantee that you're going to get your full protection. But if you're not going to reapply any moisturizer, putting something over the top is still is still better than nothing.
0: I have two more questions at SPF and I promised I will leave you alone on SPF <laughs> but it's just so fascinating I'm learning a lot as well but one other question I had is about um, the difference between mineral and chemical and also if you can explain what your products are because I think that is also causing some confusion right um, in the market today.
1: There's a lot of I guess it's referred to now as a bit more clean duty washing where it can be seen that Oh, uh, chemical sunscreens are bad for you, and mineral are good for you. Or, chemical sunscreens can cause damage to coral reefs. And the you know the scientific research is still quite limited and contradictory on what extent that this is true. So, I think as a brand, we always try and keep uh, try and keep ahead of the latest scientific developments to make sure if there are filters that we can avoid, we will but in terms of the mineral and it's the same i think the same um principle earlier is use what's what's right for you so mineral formulas are can be very good if you have more sensitive skin they traditionally have more challenges um with white cast for darker skin tones so there are a lot of advancements in mineral formulas um but if you really like that completely lightweight easy to blend then maybe a chemical is right for you. So I think there's room for both in the market and it's also a, a, a personal a personal preference too. Uh,
0: you know what I love about all these answers as well, it's like it's really clear now what the differences are but I think the most important feedback is like do what's best for you because then you're going to use it as often and that's the whole point, right? It's just, yeah. it's getting the habit of using SPF and it's it's kind of crazy because we all grew up with SPF around us right like our parents used to put it on us when we were on the beach and stuff but i think it was always yeah. associated with just those moments um and i think uh, yeah, exactly. it's really important for even new parents et etc just to get in the habit of making this a, a habitual moment for your child, because then they will grow up knowing yeah. SPF is important as a daily use. Um, so it's a, and us, you know, later on, like I never had that, but now I'm going to start uh, making sure I daily, I, I do have certain products that have SPF in it, but I think what I forget to do is, is think about the 360 of the body. So like maybe my lips would also need an SPF product, yeah. my hands, as you said, I don't think I've ever put in a hand cream that's got SPF, so I'm gonna go straight on. I'll oh, send and you some
1: get... Hello Sunday hand cream.
0: Uh, well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You can send. <laughs> I'm gonna buy some as well. I'm gonna support. But yeah, I, I, uh, I appreciate it. But Please
1: leave us a review. I'm
0: going. I know how important that is. And, and one thing I do want to talk about is reviews. Is I always do a little like audit of reviews just to get like the real consumer feedback of of, of products, etc. Yeah, you guys have got phenomenal reviews. Uh, one of them uh, on your your SPF serum, which I can uh, pull up right now. Someone goes, I'm obsessed with this sunscreen. I love how it makes my skin feel and how well it works as a makeup primer. During the warmer months, I don't need to apply a moisturizer at the end of my skincare routine because this is nourishing enough on its own. So what I love is you're not only incorporating SPF into people's habits, you're also potentially like encompassing therefore, full r- ritual making it simpler because you you, yeah. you have also the multi-benefits with your products and that's a really exciting yeah. thing to know that you guys are you know really thinking of that bridge between sun care and skin care as I said in the yeah end.
1: exactly and the reviews are so important to us and we've actually made so many changes to our products even in the last two years to improve them based on what customers are saying so it's always that fine balance because it can be impossible to please everyone not everyone can give everything five stars but we the best insights is is looking at speaking to your consumers as well and looking at those reviews and thinking how can we make what's good great yeah
0: exactly no it's so true so in, in terms of now the future of hello sunday what's on the pipeline um you know is it new retail doors, new markets, new products? What do you, what's on your mind?
1: Well, um, world domination.
0: Love that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, we, we want yeah. to expand globally. And it, it's one of, I guess, the biggest challenges as a small brand when you're starting up and you don't have humongous budget. You can't do everything at once. And we wanted to make sure we, we knew, I think, the UK was going to be is our home market. It was really designed very much with that consumer in mind. So we've put a lot more of our focus and our marketing um, efforts into the UK market, yeah. and we're seeing great results now. I think we're really proud of our accomplishment in the UK. We, we're almost two years old as of next month, oh, and we're in some fantastic uh, retailers, so that's the next step for us is to continue to expand that across Europe and and worldwide. Amazing.
0: Well, yeah, I, I always like these sayings. Like, um, like my my uh, family friend, like Deepak Chopra, says he wants Chopra to be the Disney of well being. I think for you guys, you should be like wherever there is a Sunday we want to we wanna be. You know, or, when, or whenever there is sun even. you oh, I like you know? that. But I think wherever there's a Sunday, we should be. That's like yeah. a nice point. Because it's true, Like it should be everywhere in the world.
1: I like that.
0: So, um, uh, I
1: like that. Maybe. I'm going to steal that. That's yours. My idea. That's yours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I came up
0: with this great idea, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is our new um, internal tagline. Like, you know, that motto <laughs> for the team. Um, but uh, I want to now go into fire round questions and I'll, I'll leave you to it because I know you've got a brand to build and, and probably meetings to do. But before I do, I have a desert island situation. So imagine I'm inviting you to a sunny, but it doesn't matter if it's sunny because SPF is always everywhere. everywhere. Because that's one thing I've noticed is whenever I say desert island to someone, a lot of my founders are like, oh, and it's going to be sunny, so I'll need my SPF. And I'm like, hang on, you don't need, you always need your SPF. You know, again, that misconception. But okay, you're in an island. What product of Hello Sunday? Only one. allowing you can you bring
1: uh i will bring the everyday one yeah and yeah that's my one of my favorite products um spf 50 protection it's a face moisturizer but it would work for the body as well so if i could only have one that would be it
0: and just going to reiterate, when when uh, Amy says the everyday one, it's the name of the product. It's called the everyday one. So just if everyone's googling, yeah, yes, maybe, thank no you. worries. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. And, and what I love as well is the price is absolutely phenomenal for a very high quality SPF. So that's I think anyone listening, if you're looking for a great SPF that's affordable but also full of great actives and ingredients. I think this is the, your new favorite one. So I'm excited for people to, to experience it. Um, so, uh, so fire round question. So first question, and I'm going to ask you three. So the first is, what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving right now?
1: Uh, I love Soda Genera. Yeah. Um, lo- I'm i obsessed with the smell of the boom boom cream. The body. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's good. So good. Um, and I love their, their packaging. It's like a very, something very, very, very different yeah. to, to other brands. It really stands out. Fun. I think it's a, yeah, Amazing. A great concept.
0: I love the, the a fun fact. Uh, have you, have you tried Fable and Maine, by the way? Have we sent you? Or...
1: Um, I think it's in the okay, post, I Makes haven't sure. tried it yet, When you, I'm looking when you
0: forward get it, it, the shampoo conditioner mask is the same perfumer as boom boom cream so people often find it like a very similar oh. scent but it's different but uh so if you like the sweet kind of coconutty mango smell you like that so I'm excited for you to try but yeah, yeah I love uh everything Sol neuro is doing is incredible and fun fact they're the number one skincare brand in sephora which is re- insane because they're not even positioning themselves as a skincare brand they're a body care brand so that's like that's doing new things for body you know it's really exciting
1: doing something right yeah <laughs>
0: exactly uh, my next question is what do you have like a favorite quote or a saying that you keep close to your heart
1: um there was actually like this meme quite recently that i sent to my partner and it said you keep me safe i'll keep you wild and it sums us up perfectly because he's he's spanish he's like quite you know traditional very caring loving and i'm a little bit more crazy <laughs> spontaneous um and it, it, it just sums the
0: two of us up quite perfectly. I love that you keep you so I keep I love that that's so good and um, that's a I, 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 I should also that's a kind of like my dynamic with my my sister like for uh, in the business world like i I do the boring business stuff and she goes crazy and I'm like okay great we have that balance.
1: <laughs> it's good to have one of each yin and
0: yang. You need
1: a balance. You need a balance. Business, personal. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and my last question is: if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur what would amy be doing right now
1: oh um actually when i when i was deciding what to do at university i almost went to psychology because Mm -hmm. i found that really interesting studying the the mind why people are the way they are and i thought yeah i I found it very very interesting i love that that change
0: to change to beauty why not you know it's it's very similar in the day to the industry so um but uh really excited to speak to you amy and um i'm really excited for the the future of hello sunday i I really think you guys are going to revolutionize the way we use spf and just excited for the future for you guys but where can everyone continue to follow the brand and and yourself if you know you have socials that you're willing to share uh, what are all the na- links.
1: Yep, so you can follow us uh, at Hello Sunday SPF on Instagram and uh TikTok or connect with with us on LinkedIn or with me as well. Um and you can find us in the UK in uh Boots, Space NK, Cult Beauty, Beauty Bay and probably some um John Lewis and there's more coming
0: so so exciting well i'll put the link in the summary for the website and all the and the instagram handles people can just tap straight away and amy it's a pleasure we have to catch up in person soon we're both like uh, you're in london right
1: No, i'm in madrid now oh, you live in madrid yeah so we have an office in madrid and an office in london and i visited the madrid office after covid uh,
0: and have a love. i
1: loved it so much i was like Gonna I don't blame, blame That's you. That's an example of being a bit, bit wild and spontaneous. I just, I mean, at
0: my stuff and go. I don't blame you. I mean, I'm jealous already, thinking about what the food you're having in Madrid and the sangria. And oh well, you know what? Well, well, when I come it's to good. Madrid, I'll let you know. When you're back in London, you let me know, and we'll catch up. But it's been such a pleasure. Sounds good. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. Stay tuned for the next episode of of Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops.